you are an entrepreneur, a professional, a speaker, or a coach, and although you've come a long way, it's time for you to take it to the next level. We've got you. This is the Author to Authority Podcast. We'll help you use authority and influencer marketing to build your business stronger and faster by publishing a book. You'll hear from guests that are thought leaders in sales, marketing, networking, communication, social media, promotion, and business leadership. Let's do it. This is the Author to Authority Podcast. And now your host, the extraordinary word ninja, Kim Thompson Pinder. Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. And today I have a wonderful guest for you on the show. And she is going to be talking about best practices for being a great podcast guest. And one of the reasons why I wanted Sarah to come on the show is I met her at PodFest. And she so impressed me. And immediately, I just felt like she is someone that I wanted to connect with. So Sarah is the founder and president of Favorite Daughter Media. It's a marketing agency dedicated to helping mission-driven businesses and creators use their outside voices. I love that. As a podcast producer, writer, and career creative, she can help you embrace your story, develop your brand, and get your message heard by the right audience through strategic podcast guesting. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So Sarah, we were talking a little bit about your story before we went live. So I would love for you to introduce yourself to the audience. This is your first time on the Author to Authority podcast, but probably not the last. And uh, share a little bit about, you know, how did you become the founder and president of Favorite Daughter Media? Yeah, my career has been a weird one. I am 27 um, and I launched my business at 27 and I spent the first part of my career, I kind of say like I'm at, even at my age, I'm already kind of on act three of my career. I started as an advertising creative at a boutique agency doing a lot of website writing and ads and blogs and just all types of like ghostwriting and different uh, projects. And from there, I actually fell into personal finance, which was not where I thought I would ever be. I, at the time, thought a 401k was a charity race, and that's a whole lot of running I don't want to do. Uh, so I really knew nothing about that world, and I fell into it, and I fell in love with it. And I became an accredited financial counselor and really dove into the world of content creation for the financial space. And that is something I'm still doing and I'm so really passionate about, but at the same time, I found myself at a little bit of a crossroads because I'm a very creative person. My mind goes a million miles a minute. I'm constantly thinking in color. And finance is a very regulated industry. And while I was creating so much and doing all things that really made a difference and made an impact, I still felt like I was a little bit in a box and not able to really be as creative as I wanted to. So kind of as a passion project, I launched Favorite Daughter Media, which is just my creative outlet, basically. Mm -hmm. And it allows me to work with people who want to make a difference and want to make an impact yeah. and can use my creativity to help do that. So I started this as a way to create, as a way to um, help other people spread messages of positivity because that's what I'm all about. And it just formed into this really niche space of podcast guesting and podcast coaching. 
and it's been so much fun. I'm so glad that I ended up here. Okay, we. I want you to tell the other part of the story. But... <laughs> I left it out. You said it was not. You said it, it didn't go with your rating. <laughs> no, I just said you couldn't use certain words. <laughs> when I was at the ad agency, I wasn't. I was in a bad place in my life at the time, and I wasn't. I wasn't happy. I didn't feel like I was thriving. I felt like I was kind of hitting a dead end. I was in a rut, and I was also in a really bad relationship. And I ended up wanting to do something that scared me. And I wanted to do something that would show me that I can do things on my own. Cause I had been very dependent on a nine to five. I'd been dependent on a man that I shouldn't have depended on at all. And I ended up taking a solo trip to Ireland Mm -hmm. and that trip in my mind, it was just kind of a refresh Um, kind of a hit the reset button, take some time to myself, but it turned into just a domino effect. And the reason this, like this experience, like was something that I would talk about. It was honestly a story that I would tell in bars because on my last weekend of this trip, I do a bar crawl through Dublin with a group of strangers that I had just met that day. And me and one of them who shower and remain nameless, just kidding, his name's David. He, we decided we wanted to get tattoos. So we stumble into a tattoo shop. I asked for an airplane to just be a reminder to always find the next adventure. It was, it was symbolic. It was beautiful. It did not look like an airplane. It looked very inappropriate. Phallic, I believe the, the appropriate term would be. And I immediately saw it and I was just like, oh, that's not what I asked for, but (laughs) I don't like confrontation. Mm -hmm. So I tipped him in a country that does not do tipping, said thank you, and I went on my way. So I got home and after 30 days got it covered, but I was just known as the girl with an inappropriate tattoo for the rest of my life. Um, (laughs) That's going to be on my grave one day. But I honestly, like, I have no regrets from that time because I came back with a new mindset. I came mm-hmm. back with yeah. um, kind of the confidence that I needed to get out of the rut I was in. I quit my job. I quit my relationship. I moved across the country. Um, I was living in Maryland. I moved to Texas in search of better tacos, basically, and found them. No regrets. I just kind of started a new life. I started doing things and living my life on my own terms. I stopped waiting to find a man who was going to help me to build a life. And I started building it for myself. Um, I built a house. I built a business. I took, I started a new career and it just, it all kind of built out of this experience that yes, ended up with a embarrassing tattoo, but also ended up with an entirely new mindset and new confidence. And I will happily be known for a tattoo if it means I get to continue growing in this life and making these decisions that I was not brave enough to make before. Wow, I love that, Sarah. Just love that. And I think what I loved the most was you realized you were in a bad place. And sometimes we don't realize we're in a bad place. Or we realize we're in a bad place and we feel stuck in that bad place. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things I love about your story is, is that first of all, you recognized you were in a bad place, but you decided to do something about it. And in this life, we have choices. Now, sometimes the choice to get out of a bad place is not easy, mm-hmm. but I think it's always worth it. And I'm so proud of you for just having the courage to do something that just totally and completely scared you. 
<laughs> it definitely did. I had a lot of people um, basically sharing the plot of the movie Taken with me and like, aren't you afraid this is going to happen? And like, that's why I chose Ireland. It's a very nice country and it's a very friendly. Mm -hmm. And I had people, I would ask for directions and they would give me three different options depending on what I wanted to see on my walk. And yeah. I could not have picked a better place. I felt safe the whole time. And it was just that opportunity to do something that I'd never mm -hmm. done before. And yeah. anytime I have that opportunity now, like an opportunity just to try something new, unless it's food, I'm very not adventurous with food. But other than that, <laughs> I always now now I'm at the point that I can always feel confident in saying yes to that new opportunity. I think if I was ever to go to like countries with strange food, I would do it through a cruise because the food would even after like COVID North American, Canadian American food. Mm -hmm. So you, you could take during the day, go sightsee, do whatever. Right. But then you always know that you got the food you like when you come back. <laughs> See, and I've been to places that are not known for food or are known for weird food. Like I've been to France and I don't particularly like French food. I will never eat a snail. Um, but while I was there, I ate mostly Italian food because mm -hmm. they have everything at anywhere and yep. after after ireland i probably couldn't look at a potato and leek soup for about two years but <laughs> um i mean even there they're not known for food but i i had no problems it was yep. other than the time that i got lost on the side of a cliff and had to spend 20 minutes psyching myself up to eat fish and chips turns out they had burgers and I, it was a non-issue but other than that <laughs> i had no problems <laughs> but that's a story for another day <laughs> and we will have you come back and tell more stories. <laughs> so Sarah, let's transition a little bit here because we want to talk about best practices for being on a guest podcasting. One thing I was thinking about just before came on with you is how how powerful it is. I actually just was on Tracy Hazard's mm -hmm. podcast last night. So hers and ours will be both airing around the end of April. And we were talking a little bit about podcast guesting and the power of it to create authority. So I, I highly encourage the audience, you know, go back and listen to those two. Go on the binge factor, find mine, you know, and go back a few episodes and listen to Tracy's because there's an authority piece in being a guest on other people's podcasts. So I'm excited to talk about this today and your perspective on how people can be that great guest on a podcast. Yeah, I think. I mean, there's so much power in just podcasting as a medium. Mm -hmm. And I really think that it, while it seems like it's this huge thing, I think it's only getting bigger. Um, yeah. I think this is closer to the beginning than it is the mm -hmm. end. And I always get a little nervous when I go on a show with this as my topic because it's so much pressure to be a great guest because I'm talking about how to be a great guest. <laughs> so it's like, you know, really got to live up to it. But I love that you, I mean, I know authors to authority um, is your thing, but it's so great to hear people talk about it in the space of authority, because one of the things that I talk about a lot with podcast guesting is don't go into it with a transaction mindset, go yeah. into it with a mindset of becoming a thought leader, of mm -hmm. bringing value, of adding to a conversation and uh, beginning a conversation if it's something that's new. Uh, but when you go into it with an idea of this is a marketing opportunity or this is a transaction, you're not going to be a great guest. You're not going to give the host a good experience. You're not going to be asked to come back. And there, you really should go into it thinking of 
the different components that go into a podcast, which is the guest, the host, and the audience. Mm -hmm. And if you're not delivering value on all of those pieces, you're not doing your job because you need to be leading with value. You need to be leading with actionable items, not just, oh, well, here's an idea. But if you buy my book, I'll really tell you how to do it. It's like, no, like, here's how you do something. Yes, we could talk, we could talk later and go into more detail and personalize it to you. But if you want to DIY it, here's how. And I really think that's the key there is really focusing on that value Mm -hmm. and on that actionable takeaways. Because if you just go in as like, hey, I'm here to sell my book or hey, I'm here to sell a service. Yeah. Why would anyone buy from you? They don't know you. They're just, you're like reeking of commission breath. Yes. As a person, I'm not salesy. And like I was just at an event two nights ago and I had other people introducing me and telling what I do because I'm just like, oh, I'm just here to hang out and like meet people. Like I'm not here to be like, hi, I'm a podcast coach. Like, let's talk about this. So they're trying to get me clients while I'm just like, I love your dress. Like I'm not in that mindset. I'm just like, this seems like more like a party than anything else. So let's just have fun. But going in with that mindset of like, I want to connect with the host. I want to connect with the audience. I want to build trust. I want to build a reputation for myself as a thought leader. That is really the mindset that you have to go in with. And if you don't do it, you're doing yourself and the show a disservice. Sarah, I could not agree with you more. One of the things we tell the guests coming on You know, we want practical, actionable steps when you come on the show, something that the person can take away and use. And like you said, it's about the value. I hate it. I I mean, I really hate it. You know, when I spend my valuable, precious time, and I mean, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm going to be a pastor's wife within the next couple of years. I mean, I got a lot going on. And, uh, you know, when I go on something and it's all pitch fest, you know, and they tell you what you need to do without even giving you one how that's to me is just, yeah, you've lost me. You know, I, I, I don't even get through the whole thing. I'll just shut it down. I have better things to do with my time. So I so appreciate you sharing that. Well, the reason I was able to kind of figure this out was because I am a podcast producer. And I've been producing for several years now. I'm the producer of Don't Retire, Graduate. It's a show in the finance space. We've had guests come on that think of it as free ad space. And I don't air the episodes. You you wasted the host time. You wasted the the production team's time. You wasted our money. And we're not going to release it because you didn't pay us for ad space. Like you didn't pay us at all. We were just, we were giving you the opportunity to share value with our audience. We weren't bringing you on because- we want to sell something from you. And of course, we give you at, at the end, we give you the opportunity to share your URL, your book, whatever it is, we give you that opportunity. But we hope that during the show itself, you're going to focus on value and stories, seeing kind of the bad side of it and seeing the good side of it helps me to really figure out what to do, what not to do and create that kind of list of best practices that I'm able to then share with other people and help them do it the good way. Um, I kind of feel like I'm an advocate for hosts at this point more than the guests because I'm doing this so that you have a good opportunity, but also so that the hosts can continue to put out great content without having their time wasted. Well, it becomes a win-win situation. You know, when, when you're a good guest, that benefits the host. Mm-hmm. because then they can use that episode to build their podcast, to build their audience. It becomes part of a library of well-done material that's attractive 
to new people coming in. So when you guest well, you honor the host. Now, the other side of it is, is when you are a great guest, you also honor yourself. And that's what I found is when you go on with an attitude of giving and value and just really being, I want to say super duper honest, but the honest is not the correct. Authentic. That's the word. Authentic. Yes. I live and breathe authenticity. One of the reasons I built my company was just because I was pretending to be this like finance professional that I didn't feel like really I connected with. And I know the finance information and I can exist in that world. And I love that world. But I am more of a creative person. So when I built my brand, my brand is myself. Like if you look on my website, it's all just me and it's who I am and it's what I don't have a blog. I have a diary and I just wanted to really go in with this mindset of authenticity. Mm-hmm. And as a, as a guest on a podcast, you're gaining access to the audience of that podcast. Yes. And one of the things I always say is it, it is your job to turn their audience into your audience. Yeah. And a host has spent seasons and episodes building trust with that audience. You only have 30 minutes. So yeah. if you don't use that 30 minutes wisely and use it to build trust by being authentic, by sharing value, and by not being that sleazy salesperson, you're not going to capture that audience and bring them over to whatever you're doing. Yeah, so true. And audience, I want you just to take a moment and I want you to think about that. Because when you look at becoming that authority in your niche, 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 when you're given those 30 minutes, that's a powerful amount of time. And so, Sarah, one thing I I would love for you to talk a little bit about is the impact of story. Because one of the ways you can be authentic, and I know you're very good at this, so that's why I want you to talk about it, is telling those stories when you have those opportunities to guest on podcasts. Yeah, I mean stories are just historically the way that humans connect and storytelling has gone back thousands of years. I am in no way a historian, but I can promise you that's true. And using your story is going to be the fastest way that you can build a connection because you're sharing your experience. And I always say that there's nothing about a specific topic that can't be Googled. So like I was in the finance space, I could go on your show and talk about Roth IRAs, or you can go look up Roth IRAs. You don't need me to tell you how they work or what they do. But what you can't Google is my experience and why I'm excited about the topic and why I think it's important. So just all of the personal content around or context around the topic is so much more important than the topic itself. So always lean into those stories, but use them in a way that's strategic. So I'm not going to come on here and tell a story about when I was a kid and I went to a park because that's not relevant. But I can tell a story about when I went on a trip and had this life-changing mindset shift. And mm-hmm. it's because that that mindset shift is what I'm trying to portray. And mm-hmm. I want, as a coach, I want to help people shift their mindsets. So telling my own story with my experience with a mindset shift is going mm-hmm. to help establish trust yes. and really get the conversation into that mindset arena. So I think when you lean into that and make sure you have a story that really connects to your topic and connects to your audience, kind of that's like the sweet spot. 
I always, always push for stories over facts. Like this isn't, this isn't the history channel. This is a podcast. This is about connection. This is about community. So yeah, you don't need to be an expert. You need to have a cool story. True. I think you need to be an expert too. I think there's a time and place <laughs> to show a there's bit a of time your and place. <laughs> Well, it's funny because I actually, do you know the podcast Stacking Benjamins? No, I don't. It's a great finance podcast. It's one of the best finance podcasts out there. And I approached the host, Joe Salcihai, years ago. I'd never met him before. I stalked him for three days, literally hiding behind a book at a at like a cocktail table, looking over the book to see when he was done talking to someone. That level of stalking. I am the stalker of Stacking Benjamins. But when I approached him to try to get the host of my podcast on his show, I was pitching him as an expert. And his response was, I don't need an expert. I want someone with a fun story. So that's when I said for the first time, do you want to hear the story of when I went to Ireland and got an inappropriate tattoo? Yes, he did. <laughs> and I sit down with him and I tell him that story. And what he took from that was the, the mindset and the life-changing opportunity to really take control of what I was doing. So I never thought of that story as being impactful. I never thought mm. of it as being important. I thought of it as this is a fun story I tell at a bar. And when he said, I want a fun story, I think I had a stroke. And that's just what came out of my mouth. And I accidentally got myself booked on the one of the biggest finance podcasts yeah. there are to tell that story. And it was just such an eye-opening experience because I never would have thought that story had value. So yeah, I, I wanted to stop you there because what you just said needs repeating. You said you, you thought your story didn't have value. Mm -hmm. And how many of us think our stories do not have value? One of the things that I talk about a lot with my clients as we work on their books is the stories they're going to tell. And most of them don't feel like they have that important of a story. And what I tell them is, is that it doesn't have to be this huge Star Wars dramatic, you know, life changing, right? Life is lived in the everyday, and sometimes it's the everyday stories that have the most impact. What Absolutely. I do recommend, though, for with your story is if you're going to tell a story, try to find a pivotal moment in it, a moment where things change, because that will make, that's sort of like your hero's journey, right? Like, we're not going to get into all that, but you know, that will make your story more impactful. And sometimes your story, you know, when I start my story, my story starts out with my mother died when I was four years old. That is not action packed. It, it was dramatic, though. But the thing is, is that the things that happen in your life, you find those things that relate to your target market. And those are the stories that you tell. Yeah, I think we are so consumed with these stories that are traumatic or sensational or dramatic. And we think that we need to be that. But I mean, the truth is, we cannot all be Malala. We cannot all be Rosa Parks. We can't all be these people who did things that changed the world. They nobody really sets out with I'm going to do this thing that changes the world. But if you can just change one thing for one person, if that's what your story brings, that's okay. I mean, yeah. my story, if it just means that someone was having a bad day and they heard this embarrassing tattoo story and they got a good laugh out of it, that's value. It exactly. like it doesn't even have to be a focus on what the value I got out of it, but they still can find value in it. So yeah lean into what that story is and really take the time to dig into your story and find those pieces of value, find those pivotal points. And you can shape any story 
to be a really impactful story if you tell it right. And it just, I mean, that goes back to storytelling and being a great storyteller is really important for being a great podcast guest and just being a thought leader and authority in general. Wow, that that was just wonderful, Sarah. We're going to switch gears a little bit and she doesn't know I'm going to do this to her. Oh, so gosh. this will be interesting. Normally when we have authors on the show, there's, there's a question I ask them. So you're not an author yet, but you are going to be starting your book soon. So oh, I, thought plan. Be, I thought it would be really interesting because I don't normally get a chance to do this is just to talk to you for a few minutes about, you know, what are you thinking and feeling at this point as you know, you haven't started your book yet, you're in the planning process to begin your book. So First of all, do you have some ideas of what the book's going to be about? I do. My book, my plan for it is to focus around your story and how to identify the key stories in your life, how to tell them. I want to try to tell it, teach those lessons through my own stories. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the plan. Now that you have publicly called me out, I feel like I actually have to write it because I'm Yay! pretty sure it was going to sit in draft for the next however many years until my tombstone says something embarrassing about myself. So now I feel like I have to write it and I blame you for that. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I have um, no problems being blamed for that one. Yeah. Yeah. This is all your fault. <laughs> you had to go and write this fantastic book right here and inspire me to write one too. And if you're listening on the podcast, she's holding up a copy of my author to authority book that I sent her. I am. I'm very jealous that you're already done with this so that I'm still at the beginning. <laughs> You've done some planning, but how are you feeling about this at this moment? Honestly, I'm scared about it because I have imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I, I mean, as a woman, as some, as a young person, um, in an industry that's so huge, I mean, part of my life is within the finance industry, which is very older white male driven. It can be really hard to put myself into that or try to put myself into that position of an authority. And I do have that imposter syndrome. And I have that thought of why would someone want to learn from me? Or why would someone want to read something I've written? Why would someone take me seriously on this topic? It's definitely something that, I mean, I struggle with it in all aspects of my professional life. I'm realizing slowly that it's fully a mental thing and that um, it's just something that it's not, it's not true. But one of the kind of the things that I realized, I've been speaking at conferences over the past year. I've started speaking at conferences and I'm, I have, I think, three more this year that I'll be speaking at. And... Anytime I go to a conference, which is often, if there's someone on a stage with a microphone, mm -hmm. I, I immediately am like, that person's an authority. When I'm on stage with a microphone, I'm like, who brought their child to work today? Whose microphone did she steal? Why is she standing up? So I have to change that, mind that mindset of I'm not meant to be in the position of these other people. So that's something that I am personally working on. It's going to be a lifetime struggle, I'm sure. And I know I'm not the only person that feels that way. But you asked, and that is how I'm feeling. <laughs> Thank you for being so honest, Sarah. <laughs> Lead with authenticity. Here's the thing. Here's the th what I want to say to encourage, to encourage you. First of all, age doesn't matter. Wisdom is not limited to those who are a certain age and older. I have known many young, wise people. And I've known many unwise older people. 
So it's not dependent upon your age. I think you have the experience. And, and that's the thing. You have the experience. And I want you to think of it this way. Do you know more than someone who has never guested on a podcast before? I hope so. Yeah, you do. So when you're thinking of who you're writing to, you're writing to people who know less than you do. In their eyes, you are that expert. And don't be afraid to write those words down. Now, is your book going to be for everyone? Yeah, I'll be honest with you, no. No, and that's another thing that I mean, I talk about that all the time is you don't want to be on every podcast because every not everyone is your audience. You want to be on the podcast that meet your audience. So it's the same mindset. And it's kind of do as I say, not as I do. Because <laughs> I can talk about that all day, but it's still hard to put like to change it in your own head. It's one of those things that it's like, my brain knows it, but my heart doesn't. But I mean, absolutely, you are not for everybody. And that is true in every aspect of your life. So write, and I tell other people, write the book that you needed to read five years ago or 10 years ago. And I will try to take my own advice. So here's the deal. Every time I find out you're stalling out on that book, guess which episode I'm going to be featuring out on social media. <sighs> That's a good marketing plan for me, though. <laughs> oh, just continue to publicly call me out. Because you know what, Sarah, I believe in you. Well, I appreciate you. Well, we are out of time, my friend. So Aww. do you have one last thought? And how can people connect with you? Or do you have like a free giveaway or something like that? I definitely have a free giveaway. And I will connect it to my one last piece of advice for anyone who wants to guest on a podcast. Make sure you put time and effort into building your call to action. Um, and that's going to include a URL that is different from your normal website, but it's going to live on your website. So they have access to everything else that you do. And it's going to be something free that expands on the topics that you talked about on that podcast. So here is mine. If you want to learn more about how to build a business and a brand through podcast guesting, go to favoriteleadmagnets.com. And that'll be a free ebook of 50 different ideas for lead generation tools. And it's on my website so you can learn more about me and what I do and my story and how I'm helping businesses grow and helping entrepreneurs tell their story. Awesome. We will make sure that's included in the show notes. Sarah, thank you so much. It has been an honor and a privilege having you on the podcast today. Thank so you so much. And Sarah and Kim Thompson Pinder on the Author to Authority podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you on the very next episode. Bye now. You've been listening to the Author to Authority podcast. The extraordinary word ninja, Kim Thompson Pinder, has helped over 200 entrepreneurs, professionals, speakers, and coaches write and publish their books that have become incredible marketing tools for their business. And many of those have gone on to become Amazon best-selling authors and have used their books to land high-level clients and get on big stages. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit the website at www.author2authoritypodcast.com. See you next time. <laughs>